Welcome to Reality of Faith and Wisdom. My name is Yuri, and uh, today we're talking about this one word, and this word is coward or cowards. Yes, you heard it clearly. We are talking about cowards. So, and uh, let me make this clear. Today's podcast mainly directed as, at, at Christians. Uh, so if, if you're not a Christian, it's okay for you to turn it off. But if you are a Christian, maybe... Um, lean in a little bit more. And I'm going to start in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus uh, ending uh, his Sermon on the Mount, and he's saying this, God blesses you when people mock you, persecute you, lie about you, and say all sorts of evil things against you, because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. So Jesus, speaking about, about Beatitudes, Sermon on the Mount, very famous uh, sermon of Jesus. And he's ending all, he, it's not the end, but he's kind of going towards the end. And he's saying that God literally blesses you, God's hand and his hand of blessing is upon you when people mock you, when people persecute you, when people lie about you. And, and let me just say, it says people, okay? And not just one, the world, not people in the world, not people in, uh, in one area or another, but it, all people, right? It doesn't matter who, but if they mock you, persecute you, lie about you, say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my follower. That means they didn't deviate. They didn't, uh, uh, they didn't uh, run. They didn't coward and run from, from certain persecutions, for, for, from people mocking them and lying about them. They stood strong and they still are the followers of Jesus in the middle of turmoil. And the Bible says it twice. Be happy about it. Be very glad for great reward awaits you in heaven. So because you're standing strong for Jesus, Jesus saying, my hand is upon you of blessing and the great reward is waiting for you in heaven. Now, but in Revelation chapter 21, it says this, it starts with a big, the word, but, <laughs> but cowards, unbelievers, corrupt murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshiper and liars, their fate is in fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Let me explain what second death is. When Bible refers to second death, it's not your physical death here on earth, but it's the separation from God when you are condemned to be in hell or in, in a lake of fire, as Bible, as Bible says, when you are separated from God from, for eternity. That is the second death. And it's very easy to think, well, unbelievers, those that didn't believe in Christ will, will go to, to, to that place, to hell, to lake of fire, the corrupt people, the murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft. Oh yeah, you know, we're saying, amen. Idol worshiper, all kinds of liars, all liars, right? Even the white, you know, white lies, that, that's a lie too. Their faith is in fire, lake of burning sulfur, but cowards. Wow, cowards, really? The Bible says start with that, but cowards and unbelievers. What is a coward? 
That word in many translations of the Bible is coward, but it's originated from the word faithless or fearful. Those that neither here nor there, they want to follow Jesus Christ, but just because something happens, they cower, they run, they, they, they lack courage. People who lack courage do uh, or endure dangerous, unpleasant things, and they run away. That's what we call a coward. Oh, he's a coward because, or she's a coward because she, she ran away. Now, but Bible starts with that, that cowards. Because when Jesus came and asked disciples to follow them, he didn't ask them politely, please, do, would, you, would you do me this favor? Follow me. Uh, can you please, can you come back? Can you? Now, Jesus was very straightforward, follow me. And even when they say, well, let me go, you know, say goodbye to my dad and mom and let me go, you know, bury my uncle, well, whatever that is. Jesus says, no, I need you to follow me no matter what the cost. And as you see in the Bible, that all the disciples followed Jesus until most of them. John was John died from, as history's saying and theologians saying, die on the on the island of Patmos. But every one of them died a martyr's death. So every one of them did not coward. They persevered, including John. He was in jail until the day he died. Every one of them were courageous faithful they weren't cowards they weren't faithless now christians today though have ushered this culture of spineless christianity because and and because of that many christians today are cowards let me repeat this again christians today have ushered this culture of spineless christianity and to be quite frank with you i'm in that same pot sometimes, in this soup. And sometimes I find myself also as, as a coward sometimes. Sometimes I don't wanna, well, I don't wanna face this situation. I don't wanna face this situation. Well, I'd, I'd rather avoid people talking about me and, 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 and because I'm standing for Christ. And when I read it, when I heard this and I saw this, I'm like, wow, Lord Jesus, forgive me because I have cowered before, I have run before, I have run from certain things instead of facing things, instead of be glad and be, be, be full of joy because I'm persecuted because of you. Sometimes I said, I don't want to witness to somebody because I'm tired. Oh, I don't want to talk to somebody because I might offend them. Oh, poor, pe poor people, we're going to offend them because we're talking Jesus to them. We are, we, Christianity becomes such a cowardly religious in, in some ways. And, and on the other hand, you see Muslims, they're putting their little carpets in the middle of the street. They're praising God. They're, they're Allah. They're worshiping him. It doesn't matter where they are. They, they don't coward, but Christians became the spineless religion in the way that we cowered. And, oh, somebody hurt me in church. Okay. I'm a church hurt. I'm out. I talked about church hurt last podcast. And in, in general, I realized, Lord Jesus, we cannot win the world with this, with this cowardly religion that we've created, created this spineless, no spine. We just kind of blown with the wind. We're avoiding every situation. There is no courage. 
We create this small group to feel better even sometimes. We create these, these groups of encur and just let, 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 let's encourage each other. And, and we live in peace. Yes, not every country in peace, but, but a lot, especially here in the United States, we have peace. We have food. We have every single thing. Yet, so many Christians are cowardly today. Now, right after Jesus said, God blesses you when people mock you, in that same chapter, the verses after that, Jesus said this. It's still the Sermon on the Mount. It's still the same sermon. He says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the, of the world. Well, let, let, me, let me read the whole thing. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? What good are you when you call yourself a Christian and, and you are not acting or living with courage, with self-control, with power of God inside of you. He said, you are the light of the world, like a city on the hill that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on the stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise you praise your heavenly father and and it's you know some people are showing too much of their good deeds when when it says good deeds here it talks about being the salt being the light and that, and that is specifically being a christian like the character of a christian now what is salt salt always the same right salt doesn't change it doesn't become sweet one day and become salty one the other day it doesn't become uh, a pepper one day and then and then some other thing uh, uh, a protein shake another time it's salt it doesn't change Salt has specific application in, in foods, right? You, you don't throw salt to every single food, a specific food. And sometimes you do a little, little flavor here and there, but, but salt, salt brings flavor. Salt also preserves things. But most of all, sodium or salt, as we call um, uh, salt, sodium from Harvard University. This is what Harvard said, said about salt. And I just stumbled upon this and it was, it was amazing. The human body can't live without some sodium. It, it's needed to transmit nerve impulses, contract, uh, contract and relax muscle fibers, including those in the heart and blood vessels, and maintain proper fluid balance. So without salt, you cannot live. Salt gives us life. So you can properly, you have proper balance. So you, so your character, your mind, your heart, you love your God with, with your mind, your heart, your soul, your body. You are being salt. When Jesus says, be the salt of the earth, be the balance, be the one that preserves this world from the evil. For God so loved the world, not people. He, he loves people when it says the world, but sometimes we take the world and say, oh, it loved me only. No, God loves this world, his creation, everything. And we as Christian should be the one that preserves this world from evil. We are the ones to be the light for people to see the light, not to be cowards and lose saltiness because Bible says if you lose your saltiness, you're no good. You, the only good, the only thing that you can provide is you can be thrown on the... On the on the on the ground and be thrown away and people stumble upon you walk on you that that's exactly what it says let me actually uh, uh go back and read this but what good is salt if it has lost its favor can you make it salty again 
Question mark. It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. So if you lose your saltiness, you are worthless. Now, but then Jesus says salt and then he says light. Do you know that uh, from um, Dr. Barney, it's, he says, says this when I think it was in, in Thailand when those people were trapped under uh, in the cave and there was a big rescue operation. Uh, one of the doctors there said if they if they're going to be in the dark for too long, they will lose. They might lose their sight. As a matter of fact, this is what he said. Total light deprivation might cause a temporary loss of vision after a few days of being in the dark but the vision would return to normal after a few hours of being in a light. You see, sometimes that's exactly what's happening in the world. The world are so full of darkness, of evil, that people truly lost their vision, their dreams, truly to the, 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 even the desire to live. People are in depression. People are in taking their lives, suicides. People are, are full of uh, drugs and alcohol. Families are being torn apart because they have lost their vision. But doctor says also, if, if they are exposed to light, their vision will return. So people need to see your light. People need to see your boldness. People need to see your courage. People need to see your self-control. I'm so sick of hearing, well, we don't have self-control. We, we can't, we don't have power. We don't have, we're just worthless. We're just, no, we do. We do have power. And that is Jesus Christ on the inside of us. You see, in the company of corrupt people, we are inspired to do corrupt things. But in the company of co courageous people, we are inspired to do courageous things, right? A little spark can light the whole forest on fire. And that's exactly how, how it is. In, in, when we were young teenagers and, and, and hanging around the stupid other teenagers, we acted like them. And we became, we became the part of stupidity instead of part of resolution. But if you hang around good people and you see the light, you see the salt, you become that. So let me close with this. You see, last week I talked about church hurt. And that, and that is a big subject today. And I've said this last week, that you do not find word church hurt in the Bible. Or it was, it's bi-weekly, podcast is bi-weekly, so it's two weeks ago. You don't find, you do not find the word church hurt in the Bible at all. And people in the New Testament had all kinds of excuses for that word because they were persecuted, they were beaten, there was wolves in the sheep clothing, there was false prophets, and, I, and, I've, and I've, I've said all that last podcast. You see, if you are saying, but this is what I didn't say and I really need to say it in this podcast. If you are saying you are church hurt, you're diverting the blame directly to God because church consists of many people who makes the body of Christ. But if you understand that the hurt came from a person or some people, then you can mend and resolve that situation. You can resolve it. You can become more stronger because of that. You can be more courageous because of that because you, you didn't coward. You didn't run from one church to another. You didn't run from one situation to another, from one job to another job. And you are exposed to the things that can make you courageous because you can resolve it with, with the power of Christ in you. But because we are cowards and we run from one thing to another, we inspire this spineless generation of Christians that cannot find their community, that cannot find their foundation. 
they only run to things and people that can comfort them and sometimes not to speak truth directly because truth will set us free. You see, we don't stop working and say work her hurt uh, because we got hurt at work, right? We go to work. We know that it's part of life. We know that we need to go work and we, oh, I'm work hurt. I will never go to go to work anymore. We don't, we don't stop going to vacation and say I'm vacation hurt because something happened while on vacation. But yet in, in many ways, in a lot of ways, we say church hurt and we blame church for everything. And we're not understanding that everything, everything, including the bad things, God can use it for your own good. It's an excuse. It's a cop-out. We are trying to justify not to be in church with other believers because we are cowards. And that is the whole cowardly Christianity that, that we're, uh, the culture of Christianity that we see today so much. The Bible does not say if the world mocks you, but Bible says people, right? It's not just, it doesn't matter. It can be in church. It can be outside church. It can be at work. It can be on vacation. It can be anywhere. But we understand that people are not perfect, but God blesses you. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil against you because you are my follower. But in the middle of turmoil, in the middle of anything that's happening, if you remember this, if you remember that every opportunity, even opportunity that hurts you is an opportunity to grow stronger, to become more courageous, to understand the power of God in you. You see, there is wolf in the sheep clothing everywhere, including in church. There is enemy in the world, and this world will beat you up and spit you out. But Bible calls us, calls us to stand strong, to be the followers of Jesus Christ, to be courageous, to resolve things to be part of the solution and not part of the problem, to run towards those situation and not to be cowards, but truly to be the salt, to be the light in dark times. And that's what true Christianity is. We are the people that brings courage. We are the people that brings power. We are the people that, 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 that brings flavor to this world, that preserves this world from evil. We are the people that, that we are the light to the world and people need to see that light. We are the fire that, that, that spreads out and, and, and truly that fire cleanses us and the Holy Spirit leads us. We are those kind of people. But cowards, unbelievers, corrupt, murderers, immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshiper, and all kinds of liars, their fate in the fire lake of burning sulfur. This is a second death. If you want to be strong, if you want to be courageous, if you want to have power and able to overcome temptation, because it's connected to that too, don't run like a coward. But be the one who never changes. Stand boldly and understand that Christ has asked you, just like he asked his followers, his apostles, to follow him every single day. Not just on Sunday, not just on the day when your small group meets and you feel a little bit better, but every single day to stand strong and be the salt, be the light to this world. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you, be gracious to you, turn his face towards you, and give you his mighty peace and the power of God. In Jesus' name, amen.